Let's get this going. Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. And we gonna go right into this here. Wow, you censored people for speaking the truth that was going to save people's lives. Under Jack Dorsey, who was brought into Congress to have me and 11 other people removed off of Twitter. Wow. The disinformation doesn't. 12 United States Attorney Generals were brought in. They brought in Jack Dorsey over Twitter. They brought in Sundar Pichai of Google. That these 12 people, including this Negro right here, you need to have them taken off and removed wow. from all your platforms. Oh, wait a minute. Was I getting on there? Crack up, nigga. I don't talk like that. Why did they take me off? Because I was telling people to take vitamin C, drink water, and exercise. <laughs> And, and go outside and get vitamin D yeah. and wait and talk to your doctor and naturopath before you just run out and take a shot that you think is the panacea cure-all for these ills, which it turned out to not be. It's actually the number one thing that's harming the people who took it now. Yeah. Washington Post came out and said the number one people who are dying from the virus are the ones who took the shot for it. See what I'm saying? So you shut us down for speaking positive things, solutions to help the people because people were prevented from speaking and educating and arming people with solutions that would have saved their damn life to where they ended up losing it. How are we going to look at this? Mm. And now the CDC is saying what? Well, let's get a couple more receipts besides that. Obviously, wanting to stay in the Army and not wanting to, with the COVID vaccine, obviously, wanting to stay in the Army and not wanting to be kicked out of the Army. I absolutely got the COVID vaccine. Um, I got two doses. Yeah, so two doses. And, you know... After talking to a couple other people who are still enlisted, um, and their situation is not my situation, right? But I have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. Wow. Or disease disorder, whatever you want to call it. Um, that will require me to be on blood thinners for the rest of my life, therefore not making me eligible to continue serving. Now, I just PTS, so I am currently stationed at Fort Hood, and I bought a house, I did all this stuff, and, you know, my last day in the Army will be in approximately um, three weeks. Can you imagine that? Now, you going into this country, serving this damn country, and they tell you that, oh, you could buy a little bullshit house, but this kind of, this ruined her life. Essentially, this ruined her life. She may want to get pregnant. I don't know if she has any, you know, I don't know if she has, you know, children or whatnot. You know, it sounds like she's getting her life together. That's some real bullshit. I, I would have been super pissed off. Now, I could have taken the med board and waited for the process. To do all of that but I had already started my VA claim and things like that so I just went that route my question is have you all or do you know of anybody who has experienced this a healthy younger adult female male it doesn't really matter having side effects from the COVID vaccine and what do you think we should do if it continues to hinder service that's a fair question. She went in, she wanted to serve her country, and then look what happened. They told her that she has to, she's done because of the blood thinners. Now, she was a military person. Now, listen to this guy. This is Joseph Freeman. He's causing for an immediate halt. We're not even going to get into CDC yet. 
YouTube might pull, pull a fast one. YouTube might just, just pull a fast one on me. But this is the lead author of the peer-reviewed research reanalyzing the Pfizer and Moderna trials on the mRNA Zab Judah. And he calls for an immediate halt, saying we have conclusive evidence that the, the jab are inducing sudden cardiac death. Based in Louisiana. In addition, I am a clinical scientist. I was the leader. Let's turn this up a little bit. peer-reviewed study that reanalyzed the original Pfizer and Moderna clinical trials for the messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines. We found the vaccine increased serious adverse events at a rate of 1 in 800. At the time of publication, my co-authors and I did not believe our single study warranted the withdrawal of the messenger RNA vaccines from the market. However, since its publication, multiple new pieces of evidence have come to light and this has caused me to reevaluate my position. An article published in the BMJ regarding the FDA's own observational surveillance data found the messenger RNAs were associated with multiple of the exact same serious adverse events identified in our original study. But the FDA had failed to inform the public of these findings. In addition, now we have multiple autopsy studies. Now, he said the FDA FDA needs to be on the hook. Who's gonna be who's gonna be doing life sentences over this? Is my question. That find essentially conclusive evidence that the vaccines are inducing sudden cardiac deaths. Yet the rate of these vaccine-induced deaths remains unknown. While many nations that have been using the messenger RNA vaccines have experienced an increase in excess mortality, more people dying than should be expected from past years. And this correlates in time with the initial vaccine rollout and then with the subsequent booster campaigns. Nations with higher messenger RNA vaccine uptake have correlations with higher rates of excess mortality. While the cause of this excess mortality is not known, researchers analyzing this data were unable to identify any other reasonable cause of the excess death other than the vaccines. Given now that Omicron variant is less virulent and is able to evade much of the protection offered by the vaccines, this creates a situation where the benefits of the vaccine have been dramatically reduced in, for hospitalization and, and death. Together, this is- All you Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual people and race soldiers owe us an apology. You owe us a goddamn apology. You owe everybody an apology that was telling you maybe you shouldn't be putting this venom in your veins or maybe you should just take a double check, but instead of getting a pancake or a haircut or some beer or that vax that thing up, y'all was sitting up there listening to vax that thing up. You owe us a damn apology. This information calls into question that the vaccine's benefits are outweighing the harm. I believe Given the information, the messenger RNA vaccines need to be withdrawn from the market until new randomized controlled trials can clearly demonstrate the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the serious harm we now know the vaccines are causing. There you go. Hello. There you go. This ain't me talking. 
This ain't me talking. This is this is the guys, and they and they, guess what? They're gonna know. He would know. Why wouldn't he know? He would know. Let's keep it going. He died suddenly. Have you looked? No, at, no, I haven't. Okay, we're, um, it's, a, it's an interesting it? one. It, it's on. It's on. Uh, I don't know where it's at. You can find it I'll somewhere online. It. Yeah, okay. mm -hmm. it's got. 30 million views. I think it's worth watching. Actually would be curious to know what you say about it once you watch it. Mm -hmm. The statistic then... Now this is Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, PBD. They're debating the side effects. Showed like pre-COVID, you know, 29 people, athletes in Europe died suddenly from heart failure. Pre-COVID. Pre-taking the mRNA vaccine. Okay. Post-taking the mRNA vaccine last year, 1,500 people suddenly had heart failures in Europe and two-thirds died. That's documented. That's not like it's a hypothetical, right? Okay, you read statistics like that, then one has the right to say... Just to be, care just to be, just to be sure. careful. Be careful how you speak information. So, so you are describing two events, okay? You're, you're describing events that had a temporal relationship, mm -hmm. okay? before you've established a causal relationship. Just be clear that that's... That 100%. That been, I'm not doing okay. that. All yeah. I'm doing mm -hmm. is the following. Here's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If 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 uh, if somebody all of a sudden starts having a breakout... Now, keep in mind, Degrassi Tyson, and he's a pretty brilliant brother. He's a scientist. Okay? Now, there's common sense. There's science. You might have to use both. He's like, okay, let's let's make it clear. Because what happens is when people start even having the conversation, it automatically it automatically gets struck as misinformation. So he said, all right, let's let's clarify the path in which we use these words. Okay. Because everything now is misinformation. Now they try to use this misinformation garbage. They tried to use this one time. They had to take one of my shows down because oh, it's misinformation. Bagland DP spreading misinformation. The the jab Judah, the the the, the venomous jab is misinformation. Ain't there ain't, ain't nobody talking misinformation right now. Ain't nobody talking about no misinformation right now, are they? It's an RNA. It's a nanoparticle. I've been telling people about this shit. You can't misinformation this thing right now because there's too many people that's suffering from it. Okay. A breakout of women. Meaning their skin starts breaking yeah, out. Uh -huh. You're 26 years old. Mm -hmm. You never had a breakout. All of a sudden you start breaking out. And the doctor says, listen, man, what have you been doing differently? Well, listen, for the first time in my life, six weeks ago, I started doing DECA, mm -hmm. steroids. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that's why you're... It implicates, you're, it, yeah, it implicates it, it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, if somebody all of a sudden, you know, is having a hard time sleeping at night, I'm, man, I'm having a very hard time So let's watch your diet. Well, then they notice at 10.30 at night, you're having iced tea and, you know, lemonade, and you add it with this. Well, listen, if we've been doing it for six weeks, that's why you're having a hard time. Just drop that. Don't drink that after 2 o'clock. I'm just making, you know, saying... But all I'm saying is... What I want to know is I want to put everything on the table mm -hmm. versus saying, no, no, no. There's one thing we can't put on the table, and that's the cause of the vaccine. There is no way there could be any negative impact because of the vaccine. That's no, no ludicrous. has ever said that ever about any vaccine. Oh, if you say that, then the question then becomes back for you to right. say, 
when when COVID first got started, I invited so many doctors to come in to talk about COVID. And then I invited people from both sides. I want both sides. I invited people from both sides. You know which side would never come? The side that was for vaccine would never, ever come because they thought they were above the average person that they know and the rest of us are dumb. So because of that, they're not willing to come and sit down with scientists. I think that's arrogant. It is. It's very arrogant. Because these doctors, the thing is, a lot of these doctors ain't scientists. They're not. Now, this guy that's the lead author in peer-reviewed research, uh, the guy Joseph Freeman. Now, whether or not they're covering their ass or not at this point, it's about shutting this shit down. Because obviously it's a problem. That they refuse to admit. It's not no it's let's be very clear. It's not it's not that they didn't have the information. They didn't give a damn. They wanted to get it out there. They wanted to make the money. And they really didn't care about the American people. Because if they did care, they wouldn't have did it. So it, it wasn't about care of the American people. Let's be clear on that. Here's another one. The, the Vigilant Fox. There's an autopsy of a vaccinated man. Finds spike protein in his brain and in his heart. And he's talking about this. This is uh, Dale Bigtree and Jeffrey Jackson. Vera's chart with the deaths. Starting at 1990, we had really, uh, you know, a small amount of yeah. deaths. But again, you can see 2021, 2022, these COVID vaccines start rolling out. The- now they're talking about the open VAERS. This is an actual database from the CDC. And we should be able to talk about this. People should be able to ask questions. We should be able to stay in the question mode. That's one of the biggest problems right now with any bit of information we got. We should be able to ask questions. We shouldn't have to depend upon the race soldiers and we shouldn't have to depend upon your Negro bought and paid for shuck and job Popeye's PhD ass niggas. We shouldn't depend upon them. Deaths being reported to VAERS skyrocket. And again, we're at 20,000 over in, in 2021, uh, over 10, coming up to 10,000 in 2022. And that is a big deal. And so it, the U.S. government's not releasing it at the request of the citizens, Freedom of Information. But right. it is leaking out in case reports. In Good. Good. I'm, glad, I'm damn glad it's leaking. See, the Freedom of Information Act, that's a violation of the Constitution. Whoever's not honoring that, that should be sedition against the United States. They should be lined up somewhere. The Freedom of Information Act is for you and me. It's for the average day Negro and the average day white man. We're supposed to be able to walk in and say, hey, this is the Freedom of Information Act. I'm a U.S. citizen. I pay taxes. Give me what I asked for, damn it. I asked for some information. Give it to me. That's supposed to be my right. But you don't have rights as a U.S. citizen. You don't have no rights. And niggas especially ain't got no rights. You see? The Freedom of Information Act. Remember Lavina Lavina Johnson? When served in the military as well. Her father also served in the military as well. And look what that got. They killed that woman. Her dad had to fight tooth and claw to use the Freedom of Information Act to find out what happened to his daughter, who was brutally raped, who was killed. They put acid on her vagina area so they couldn't use any of the DNA. She said she had been raped before. Shout out to the Freedom of Information Act. 
science. So here's one of those case reports. This is what it says right here. It says the case report, multifocal necrotizing encephalitis and myocarditis after this is Pfizer's mRNA vaccination against COVID-19. It says the current report represents a case of a 76 year old man with Parkinson's disease who died three weeks after receiving his third COVID-19 vaccination. Take note of this. The family of the deceased requested an autopsy due to ambiguous clinical signs before death. So here it is. The family is pushing for this. And what did they find? Surprisingly, write the researchers, only spike protein, but no nucleocapsid protein could be detected within the foci of inflammation in both the brain and the heart. So they're finding the spike protein in the brain and the heart, particularly in the endothelial cells of small blood vessels. Since no nucleocapsid protein could be detected, the presence of spike protein must be ascribed to vaccination rather than to viral infection. Let me explain that just for a second for those people that saw my football analogy, you know, many, many months ago. And if you want to check that out, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, look it up. But we're talking about the specific antibodies, right? This vaccine doesn't make your body, you know, immune to the entire virus. All of the proteins on that virus, it focuses on one protein, the one we've heard about. You heard that? the spike protein. So what they're saying is if all they see is spike and not nuclear capsid, the other part of this virus, then they know that you didn't get a natural infection because you would have this robust immunity to all of the different elements of this virus. Instead, you got this very specific, you can only protect yourself to a virus that has the exact spike proteins. You see it and nothing else. So it's not varied. There's no definition, but that's how they know that it wasn't from getting COVID that he had this in his heart and his brain. The vaccine sent the spike protein into his heart and his brain and that's how they proved it very and scary right especially when these morons that sold this thing to the world said oh it'll stay in your arm trust us there you go oh you you can't hide you can't ban the truth you can't ban the truth sir you can't do it it ain't gonna work Now, this was Dr. Christina Parks on the Diamond and Silk show. Rest in peace, Diamond. And she was talking about that. This is off American Frontline Doctors ORG. All right. Listen, you all. She received a PhD in... Okay. We'll cover this another time. We'll cover this another time. Okay, this is the whole interview. So I don't want to... Let me see here. We'll cover that because, yeah, that's the whole long thing. But let's go to Crying Negro Network News and see what they got to say. See, they're trying to bury it. Cruise ship comes face to face with migrant crisis. 80,000 people turn out for Tel Aviv protests against the government. Robert Knievel, son of Evil Knievel, dies at 60. They don't want to cover it. You see what they're doing? I guess I'm going to have to go to Fox since Crying Negro Network won't cover it. Oh, Jim Crow Joe. Social media erupts after Biden's classified document scandal takes another turn. Boy, I tell you, the Popeye Chicken Negro spiritual people still ain't saying anything about Jim Crow Joe. 
They're not saying anything about it. See, you thought you was gonna get, you thought you was gonna get a vote. That's what you thought. You thought you was gonna, you thought you was gonna vote, and you still wouldn't be getting your ass kicked by the police. You thought the poverty was gonna go away. You thought all of that. Well, you know we got to get Biden in as long as we keep Trump out. You know we get Biden in, it's the lesser two evils, and it's okay. They're still not covering it. I'm looking. I'm looking on Fox. There's still nobody wants to talk about this shit. Billionaire landlord gives blunt advice to mayor. Oh man, hold on. Let's see. Oh, so so finally, now listen to this. Okay, so now. Oh, David Kessler, leader of Biden's COVID vaccine effort, is stepping down from the New York Times. Very interesting. That's pretty quick, Mr. Kessler. Why are you stepping down? Let's go over here to Thomson Reuters. Yeah, they're trying to bury this as much as they can. It ain't gonna work. David Kessler, top health official for the Zab Judah, is leaving the Biden administration. He served as the chief science officer in the administration's coronavirus response since January 2021, playing a key role in the rollout of vaccines. Interesting. Why are you leaving? Why don't you why don't you stay? Why don't you have a little bit of balls, Mr. Kessler? Why don't you have some gorilla balls? Your balls are starting to look like cuttlefish nuts. Why don't you stay? Yeah, he's stepping down. In December, Faulty Falsy, he stepped down as director. On Friday, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra lauded Kessler for his contributions to the agency's response, saying he helped save lives. See, the megalomaniacs and masochistic mainstream media, what they're doing is, is they're trying to basically give him a little Operation Paperclip coverage. For decades, Dr. Kessler has worked tirelessly to address our nation's most challenging public health issues, and his work during the COVID pandemic has been no different, Bakara said. Dr. Kessler's contributions to our COVID response has saved lives. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's go over here to Reuters. U.S. and FDA, CDC, see early signal of possible Pfizer but bivalent COVID shot linked to stroke. A safety monitoring system flagged the U.S. Pfizer and German partner BioNTech's updated COVID-19 shot could be linked to a type of brain stroke on older adults, according to preliminary data analyzed by the U.S. health authorities. They've been had that information. The CDC and the FDA said on Friday that a seat that a CDC vaccine database had uncovered a possible safety issue in which people 65 and older are more likely to have an, an ischemic stroke 20 way, 21 days after receiving the Zab Judah. Caparera, big cap, Caparera. It ain't just people that 65, it's all different kinds of ages. Listen to this. Now we go to NBC News. They can't keep their story straight. Younger, healthy people don't need another COVID booster, vaccine expert says. Protecting, protesting, protecting against the COVID infection with the current mRNA technology is unrealistic, a vaccine expert said in a paper published in a major medical journal. 
very interesting. So you got this Kessler dude that stepped down. Then you got another article talking, or not even an article, should I say? You got another news or another news source that says, "Oh well, if you know, only if you're 65, you might be able to get an ish, uh, ischemic uh, stroke." So this is from NBC News. NBC News, aka not bold but cunning. A key advisor to the FDA vaccine panel is questioning whether more booster shots are necessary for for healthy younger people. The evidence for the new versions of the vaccines for the Omicron variant of the coronavirus, which the FDA authorized in August, is underwhelming and fails to show they are much better than original shots. Dr. Paul Offit, a pediatrician who is a leading vaccine and infectious disease expert, wrote Wednesday in the New England Journal of Medicine. They can't get their story straight. One person says one thing, another person says it all. Jeez. Y'all just can't get it together, can you? You can't get it together. Well, really don't know what to say, man. But I do want to point out some new. Did I cover this? I'm not sure if I did. I'm not sure if I did, but Shanique Yates published this article on Yahoo News, Afrotech, January 6th. The world's first robot lawyer is set to take on its first court case. If you're a practitioner of the law, AI could soon be coming for your job. Did you hear that? Do y'all remember when I reported a while back? I'm not sure. But all my longtime listeners, I, I got to thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Because you know I'm a vicious motherfucker. But anyway, there was a case where it was this sister that had... I think she did some jail time and she was trying to get her life together and whatnot. And you know, she wasn't like a violent criminal. She, she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't selling a bunch of cocaine, like BMF and no, no shit like that. Matter of fact, we may have to do a BMF analysis tonight. We might have to do that. We might have to do a quick, quick little analysis. So let me pull up Amazon. Fair use, damn it. Fair use. Anyway, the sister, she she ended up doing some time, paid her debt to society, getting her life back on track. And she was thinking like, okay, I'm about to get myself together. You know? Ain't going to be no extended probation. Nobody's really going to be on my ass. I can just go do my thing, you know, get back to life. They put her on like some type of extensive probation some 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 extra shit and she was like whoa wait a minute when i went to court and i was released by the judge and everything once i you know i'm supposed to just be able to just go get my job and and do my thing i'm not a high-risk criminal and the judge was like hey my hands are tied this this probation ordeal was made through the decision of ai 
Now, based on the weight and the measure of her crime, she wasn't supposed to get, oh, I'm going to piss in a cup and I'm going to talk to the PO every five minutes. Basically, somebody on your ass every five minutes. That didn't match the crime whatsoever. But because of the AI system, they already gave her, oh, this extended probation. So I want y'all to think about that for a moment. You got a damn computer here. You have a damn computer. Giving and making decisions about your livelihood. You've paid your debt to society. You've committed the crime. You took responsibility. And you paid your debt. But you have some algorithm saying, hey, no, 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 nigga. You ain't paid your debt yet. Let me holler at you for a minute. So that's a segue into this article. Now, this is the world's first robot lawyer. In 2015, Joshua Browder launched a company, Dono Pay. Now, let's look that up. Let's look that up. Dono Pay. Oh, I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah, let's let's look that up. Let's continue the article. Then we're gonna let's let's digest the website. So he launched a company. Do no pay. Do no pay as a chatbot designed to provide consumers troubled by late fees or fines with legal advice. Five years later, he transitioned the company into an AI model. I'm not gonna knock a man for starting his own IT business. All right. Let's look into this. What does this really mean? Now, the software he's developed has been deemed the world's first robot lawyer. And according to the New York Post, the product is set to take on its first court case thanks to the help of AI and will assist the defendant during a legal battle to fight a traffic ticket. Now, Browder, who became an expert in finding loopholes to get out of paying fines, while racking up parking tickets during his time at Stanford University, said he created the company by accident. Now they put that as in quotations. I got to underline accident because what he did is he tried to find loopholes into not paying the fines. Now the founder aims to use his creation to eliminate the extensive fees that consumers face by racking up parking tickets. He believes he has created a workaround that will not only help people avoid paying the tickets, but the legal fees associated with hiring a lawyer to help them fight their case. The goal of this company is to make the, to make the $200 billion legal profession free. The, his, the goal of the company is to make the $200 billion legal profession, profession free for consumers. Now who wins in the end? According to Browder, the time that it took to train the application on covering a wide array of topics in a case law was extensive as it aims to replace certain types of lawyers altogether to save people money. All right. Now it said, quote, there'll, there'll still be a lot of good lawyers out there who may be arguing in the European court of human rights, but a lot of lawyers are just charging way too much money to copy and paste documents. And I think that will definitely be replaced. I understand that. And they should be replaced. He accord, he, he explained according to the publication. Now the goal 
Another goal for Browder's company is to have that application he created, and according to him, took a long time to train on case law, covering a wider range of topics, replace certain lawyers altogether to save people money. He said it's about language. It's all about language. And that's what lawyers charge hundreds or thousands of dollars an hour to do. That's true. Neely Fuller talked about, about that a lot, talking about words. Words are power. Words are important. Words, just words. You could sign a contract. You always hear, you know, back in the day when the locks used to complain about P Diddy ripping them off. Used to hear about a lot of artists complaining about people ripping them off. Oh, I got ripped off. I signed the contract. Megan Thee Stallion was belly aching about that at one point. Oh, I got ripped off. They took advantage of me. How did they take advantage of you? The words. One little word, therein, within, here, here too, all of that kind of stuff. When you look at those little, when you look at those record label contracts and all different kinds of contracts, and you're like, well, damn, this shit looked like something Sigmund Freud fucking wrote. It's a clause within a clause and this, that, and the third. I mean, it's really, really, it, it's... It's very, very, very uh, complex and intricate. So, it says during the forthcoming case, the technology will instruct the defendant on what to say as they sort out a speeding ticket in a court of law. In addition to serving as a legal assistant, Dono Pay has made a pledge to fight corporations, beat bureaucracy, and sue anyone at the press of a button. Now, we got to watch this precedence, y'all, because a lot of times as black folks, we may get a janky ass lawyer. And then what happens is, let's say your lawyer, there's been a lot of black folks that have went into court and just got railroaded because of the lawyer. Some people would say, well, hell, you should have did more research. You should have did this. You should have did that. You dig? So... This dude here, I'm looking at the website. It's a slick looking website, real slick. This is crazy. It's an app. You put in your phone number. He says things you can do with do no, do not pay, fight corporations, beat bureaucracy, find hidden money, sue anyone, automatically cancel your free trials. All through AI. The features, 83 uh, election airline flight compensation hacks analyze tos animal control fight and wave fees fight bank fees fight email spam booth tickets birth certificates file police report sec complaints discounts cancel timeshares car repossession frozen crypto funds raffle tickets freedom information act city repairs claim my rebates closed bank accounts fee waivers connect with an inmate connect embassies and consulates Hunting license, identity theft, credit cards, Delaware code 220 request, delete accounts, divorce certificates. Man. I don't think, listen to this dude. Let me, let me play this shit. This is crazy. This is crazy. Listen to this guy. My name is Joshua Browder. I'm the founder of Do Not Pay and I'm a 2018 Teal Fellow. 
Do not pay as the world's first robot Let's lawyer. Let's stop the press for a bit. Let's stop the trap music. Fight corporations and beat bureaucracy, getting them out of parking tickets and refunds from big companies like airlines. Lawyers are charging hundreds of dollars an hour for copying and pasting a few documents. And our vision at Do Not Pay is to make the law free. So the average person shouldn't have to worry about paying all this money just to get basic access to their rights. We see this with parking tickets. There are hundreds of pages of rules that the government doesn't follow when they issue these tickets. For example, they have signs that say completely opposite things right on top of each other. They have signs covered with paint. Sometimes the parking bay is too small so that it's physically impossible to park inside of it. People get parking tickets not necessarily because they've done something wrong, but sometimes because the government is just trying to make money um, and make up tax revenue. Right now, when an airline cancels your flight, they just give you a travel credit. They don't even give you a cash refund because they know they can get away with it. These big companies have teams of lawyers brainstorming how to rip off the consumer, so we're trying to reverse that and give the consumer the power to fight back. Do Not Pay works by asking what the legal problem is. It will find a loophole for you. Insert that loophole into a legal letter and then send that off to the right place. Or now, let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on. There might be something constructive to this if, if we use it in the right way. Will I got a question. Will this be able to work for, for brothers that's sitting in says, shout out to the 94 crime bill. What can we do about the 94 crime bill? Is there any loopholes in the 94 crime bill? Black folks done got these long, janky-ass sentences? Hold on, he got a lot of investors. Anderson Horitz, Greylock Partners, Lux Index Ventures. The co-founder of NerdWallet has put some money into it. The chief product officer of Adobe has put some bread up. Um, the former CTO of Coinbase. Automating the legal system. Today's show, Bloomberg. This is going to be big, y'all. This is going to be big. Free trials, refunds. How to seize the tender gold free trial and not get charged. How to stream Netflix free trial with a virtual credit card. How to start a HBO match trial. Check free trial without risk. This is a smart cookie here that came up with this. Notary. I'll be damned. Notarized documents, warranty, burner phones. Oh shit. Man, government test, unclaimed money. Let me click on this and see what happens. Ace the exam now. I, I don't think y'all know how serious this thing is. I, I just want to cover that. That That, that is very interesting. We got here. Let's see what this is. I like to play a little DJ Fresh in between the little breaks here. Hold on. ABC, by breaks the clock. I 
Shout out to Akon. Said foundational black Americans ain't got no good stage presence. Shout out to Akon. I'm telling you. DJ Fresh. All right. We'll get back to that in a minute here. Now listen to this. Listen to this guy. Now this is a, this is from the Boston News, Boston 25 News. White supremacist convicted in grisly Hingdom double murder seeks parole. 39-year-old James Winquist convicted of two counts of second-degree murder for the baseball bat deaths of two men in Hingman's Bar Cove Park in 2005, I think I remember that, appeared before the state parole board seeking his freedom. Winquist and another man, Eric Snow, founders of a local white supremacist group called the Brotherhood of Blood, were arrested in 2007 for beating victims William Chaprin and David Lyons to death with baseball bats. Now, it took them two years for them to get arrested. Then they later bragged about the murders at a party. Eric Snow's punk ass committed suicide in 2012 before trial. Yeah, he knew he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, he knew he wasn't going to make it in that penitentiary. So his whole ass decided to go, I'll just end this early. Rest in piss. Shout out to Eric Snow. This calls for rest in piss, Eric Snow. This this calls for something. You know, this this calls for something right here. This calls for a little. <laughs> this calls for something right here. Hey. This calls for something right here. Eric Snoke arrest in piss. Now, at his parole hearing, James Winquist described the horrific murder, saying he held a flashlight while Snow first killed uh how do you say his name? Crapen while Lions begged for mercy. I heard him assaulting the first one with a bat. While he was doing that, the one I was watching. He said, while he was doing that, the one I was watching was trying to plead with me, asking me why I was there. I told him to stay there and be quiet and shut up, Winquist told the parole board. After the murders, Winquist said he held up Chaprin's lifeless arm while Snow used a saw to cut off Chaprin's hand to keep it as a trophy. So this piece of shit... Yep, I'm smoking. I'm smoking on snow tonight. See niggas. See, see what, what niggas like to do is. Let me tell you what niggas like to do. All right, niggas like to. Negroes like to smoke dead ops, right? 
niggas like to rap about smoking they dead ops. Now I I I smoke the dead ops of white supremacists. I'm smoking on white supremacists uh uh uh, uh, uh paper roll tonight. Smoking on Eric Snow. We smoking Eric Snow tonight. Okay. You niggas like to smoke on black motherfuckers. Nah, we smoking on this white supremacist tonight. I'm giving him all the smoke. So he, so this, this nigga decides to cut off the man's hand. Killing him wasn't enough. At his parole hearing, Winquist admitted he has a large swastika tattoo inked on his chest. But he insisted the tattoo and even to the group was all for show. Let me tell you something. That's big cap. That's big Abraham tall cap. That's big Abraham Lincoln tall cap Herrera. When you tattoo something on your body, when you violate your body, when you use that kind of barbarism to modify your skin, That means something. It was all for show. Well, if you wanted to show and prove, you could have just did some action. You guys seen the movie American Me? Fight the Curb, American Me. Not American Me, but American History X. Fight the Curb. And when he had dude bite that curb, he pulled out that pipe and told that brother, bite the curb stomp down on his head yeah them tattoos weren't for show so look what Winquist says and this is again taking both sides of the arguments again he, he, he's explaining honestly we like the skinhead style look and belief that was what we emulated more or less we were friends that grew up in similar ways but the case's original prosecutor urged the parole board not to be fooled he said he listened to jailhouse phone calls and it was obvious Winquist and Snow were true believers. Victim William Chaperon's sister urged the board to keep uh, Winquist in prison. He should never be given grace. He should never be able to breathe freedom. He should die in prison. He chose this life. When he chose to end my brother's life, Leslie Barboza told the parole board, there is no timetable or schedule for when the parole board will make a ruling. A decision could come at any time. More cap. When you're a black person, let me tell y'all something. Just put the rest and piss back on. We, we gotta keep, we gotta continue the narrative. When you're a black person and you get caught up under the Rico Suave case, if you're somebody like Young Thug or Oh, well, he's a blood or a crip or a vice lord or a GD or he's a BD or he's a black soul. Oh, he's rolling 60, eight trade gangster. This is that and the third. No, no, you don't get to say in front of court, in front of the white folks, you don't get to jump up here and say, well, you know, this uh, RSC don't mean rolling 60 crip. This just means rolling uh, stunting commissary. No, they're going to be like, oh, no, nah, nigga. Well, yeah, we, we seen you when you committed that. Hey, when you committed that crime, 
when you committed that crime, you had a blue rag on, you had this, you had that, you was dissing the ops, and you was doing all these different things. So you don't really get to jump up and say, well, that wasn't me. They, they no, they don't, they don't handle us like that. So I don't know. Matter of fact, let's see if we can find out about this. Let's see if we can get some more information. Smoking on snow tonight. Smoking on snow. All right. So let's see if we can get another one. Let's, let's look at the article. This was on January 5th. Here's the case. This is the case here. Massachusetts, Commonwealth versus James S. Winquist, decided August 3rd, 2015. Facts of the case. One morning in May 2005, the badly decomposed bodies of two homeless men, William Shepard and David Lyon, were discovered inside an abandoned cement bunker at Bear Cove Park in Hingham. The victims each had suffered complex skull fractures, result of blunt force and semi-sharp injuries. Shepard's body was missing his right hand. See, that's, that's above second-degree murder now. That sounds premeditated. That really sounds premeditated. That sounds like you had a plan to do this to these people. I'm not sure what the race of the victims was, but I could only have an assumption. Now, now listen to this. Listen to this. It says that the defendant, James S. Winquist, appeals from two convictions of second-degree murder. He claims that two statements of Eric Snow, his joint venture in the murders, were erroneously admitted against him as co-conspirator statements. That the trial judge erred by denying his mid-trial request for a hearing under Frank v. Delaware, 438 U.S. 154, 1978. That the prosecutor's closing argument was improper and that a key witness, Kelly Burgess, was incompetent to testify. We affirm. See... What these dudes did, what, what this guy did, he didn't even really want to graciously take his time and admit his fault. He appealed. He appealed. Now, listen to this. Shaffer's body was missing his right hand. The victims had been dead for three weeks, so that means they said they put him in an abandoned cement bunker at Bear Cove Park. So let's look up where Bear Cove Park is. Where's Bear Cove Park? 484 acres along the banks of Weemouth Back River in the town of Hingham, Massachusetts. So they transferred the bodies there. I'm looking at this park. You know, it's, it's a pretty big park. It's a park uh, designated for wildlife and public recreation. I'm looking at some of the photos. 
I mean, this is a pretty big park. Some of it almost looks like the Everglades. Bear Cove Park. Let's find some more information about Bear Cove Park. The land was privately owned at one point. So basically, uh, it features multiple paved paths and trails that are often used for walking, jogging, and biking. It consists of acres of woods, marshes, wetlands, fields, and river shoreline, and also scattered with retired naval bunkers. I mean, do you know how grimy, I mean, how did they transfer the bodies? Now, I'm looking at one of the bunkers right now. They got a bunch of graffiti on them. It's an ammunition bunker. Just kind of digging into this case because see they didn't they didn't really talk about how horrific it was. You got to take into account that not only what they did, but they had to transfer the bodies. Unless they were just unless the the homeless people were just in the park. You see what I'm saying? Now, two months later. Now, remember what they said. They said the victims had been dead for three weeks. Two months later, two men walking their dogs near the power lines on Elm Street in Bridgewater discovered that the hand that had been severed from Chaperon's body when one of their dogs ran off and carried and returned carrying a plastic bag contained in the hand. So this dude put the hand in a plastic bag. September 2007, more than two years after the discovery of the bodies, a grand jury in- indicted the defendant for the murders of Chaperon and Lyon. The defendant's friend, Eric Snow, was also charged with the murders, but he committed suicide in jail in 2012, six months before the trial. The defendant, Snow, and Michael Alfano were the core members of a group called the Brotherhood of Blood, which Alfano had formed in prison, so that the fellow inmates who shared white pride or neo-Nazi beliefs could look out for one another. See, so all that cap talk that he was saying, well, oh, was just... You know, they, they always try to minimize it. Oh, we was just hanging out. It's just a joke. No, they they, they started this in prison. Now, the defendant joined Alfano's group in 2004 when they were both serving sentences at the correctional facility in Plymouth. Snow and Alfano had known each other since they were in corrective school together as youths. So these young assholes, they've been running around raising hell since they was kids. Among the brotherhood, Snow went by the name Killer, that's a real positive name. Alfano was called mental. Okay, so you got a basket case. And then the defendant was known as twisted. So we got killer, mental, and twisted. Sound like some heavy metal rejects. In 2005, April, the defendant was living in Hingham, down the street from Bear Cove Park. One day, the defendant, his girlfriend Snow, and Kelly Burgess, a woman who had recently befriended Snow and the defendant, went for a walk to Bear Cove Park where they encountered two homeless men washing up by the water, minding their own damn business. When Burgess offered them money to buy coffee, Snow slapped the money from her hand and made disparaging comments about them. A day or two, uh, a day or two later, Burgess was out 
Burgess was hanging out at the defendant's house with the defendant and Snow. Around 11 p.m., Snow asked Burgess to drive him and the defendant down the street. She gave them a ride to the stop and shop parking lot across the street from Bear Cove Park, and Snow asked her to return 30 minutes later to pick them up. After watching an episode of The Honeymooners at the defendant's house, Burgess drove back to the stop and shop and waited. Within a few minutes, the defendant and Snow emerged from the woods across the street and got into Burgess's car. She drove them to the defendant's house where they all went upstairs to the basement or downstairs to the basement. Burgess saw that Snow was covered with blood and the defendant had blood on the bottom of his pants and boots. Each was carrying a baseball bat. Bloody spikes protruded from the bat in Snow's hand, so they done put spikes on the bat. Come on, man. The defendant in the snow changed clothes, putting putting the blood soiled clothes and bats in a bag on the floor. Snow told the defendant to get rid of them, and the defendant said that he would. Burgess asked Snow what he was talking about, and he replied it was none of her business. Burgess and Snow then left together, but before they left, Snow told the defendant that he made his bones. Among members of the Brotherhood, this expression meant killing somebody, putting in work that will prove you're worthy of membership in the group. Well, shout out to the shout out to the heavy gang shit. Rest in piss, Mr. Snow. Whole lot of gang shit. Gang, gang, gang. Gang, 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 nigga. Whole lot of gang shit. Oh man, we might this case is so damn long. Those sick bastards, rest in piss. Both of them. I tell you, nah, 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 we not, we, see, that's what I'm saying. It should have been a Rico Suave. They should have indicted everybody. This is the race soldier YSL. They should have invited, they should have indicted everybody that was in contact with them. Just like how they did Young Thug. That's why I do not support the Young Thug Rico Suave. I don't, I don't support the Rico. Nope. No selective justice. Equal opportunity. Everybody gets the same deal. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't support it. I don't support it. I just don't. All right. Well, okay. What, what is this here? Now remember this. Let's see. Let's see if we. Okay, this is. Congress. Then they, they just fired her. Cooning ain't got no retirement plan. But listen to this. To them, then come to Congress. Come You're a big enough voting block and a large enough, you know, harness your power that it should matter. They should feel welcome. Incredibly powerful as black people. If we weren't, the they wouldn't be trying to take our votes. is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Once we start to harness that and leverage that, then we can help this country become what it's meant to become, and we're not yeah. there yet, obviously. And some people think the Congressional Black Caucus is the caucus that settles everything for black people, but a lot of members represent districts that are majority. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I have to play that one more time. Let me just, what, what did Tiffany just say? Really listen to what you just said? 
silly black folks. What were you thinking, thinking this? Yeah, obvious. And some people think the Congressional Black Caucus is the caucus that settles everything for black people, but a lot of members... <laughs> Isn't that what the Congressional Black Caucus is supposed to do? Wasn't the Congressional Black Caucus designed to settle everything for black people? That's what everybody else's caucus does. That's right. literally what everybody else's caucus does. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go back to the Hispanic Caucus. Let's go back. Let's see if they see anything about people of color. Let, let, let's see if they see any say anything of Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Okay, then let's look at the Congressional Black Caucus. Let me show you the difference. Let's. I'm, I want y'all to see the, the the Popeye's Chicken Negro Caucus versus the Hispanic Caucus. All right. Now look about. And let, let's see what the Hispanic caucus is about. I think I might have to read the cyber Sambo report. I might, I might have to do that tonight. I just might. Now listen, they get straight to the point. The congressional Hispanic caucus was founded in December 76 as a legislative service organization of the U S house of representatives. Today, the CHC is organized as a congressional member organization governed by the rules of the U.S. House of Representatives. And listen very carefully. The CHC addresses national and international issues and craft policies that impact the Hispanic community. The function of the caucus is to serve as a forum for the Hispanic members of Congress. The caucus is dedicated to voicing and advancing through the legislative process issues affecting Hispanics in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands. They get straight to the point. Now, let's go to the Popeye Chicken Negro spiritual people. Listen to these niggas. Since its establishment in 1971, let me move this over. Listen to the difference. Since the establishment in 1971, the CBC is committed to using the full constitutional power, statutory authority, and financial resources of the federal government to ensure that African Americans and other marginalized communities. All right, now I don't even want to continue. But I will. As part of this commitment, the CBC's fought for the past 48 years, barely, to empower these citizens and address their legislative concerns by pursuing a policy agenda that includes but is not limited to the following. Reforming the criminal justice system and eliminating barriers to reentry. Combating voter suppression. We don't need no damn voter suppression. We could we could we could vote. Talking about voter suppression, waste of time. Expanding access to world-class education from pre-K to post-secondary level. Expanding access to quality, affordable health care and eliminating racial health disparities. Still ain't said the word black yet. Expanding access to 21st century technologies, broadband, strengthening protections for workers and expanding access to full compensated employment expanding access to capital contracts and counseling for minority owned businesses, promoting us foreign policy initiatives in Africa and other countries, man, these niggas ain't said black yet. Wasteful 
shameful niggas. 56 members of the U.S. House of Representatives. 82 million Americans, 25% of the U.S. population, and more than 17 million African Americans, 41% of the total African American population. The CBC represents almost a fourth of the House Democratic Caucus, and y'all niggas don't do shit. CBC is engaged at the highest levels of Congress with members who serve James Clyburn, that's nigga Clyburn, majority plantation whip of the House of Representatives, Representative O, aka Obama 2.0, Hakeem Jeffries, serves as the chairman of the House Democratic Caucus, Barbara Lee, come on, man. Listen to this, as founding member Rep. William L. Clay Sr. said when the CBC was established, when it first probably got established, niggas might have been a little on code. He said black people have no permanent friends, no permanent enemies, just permanent interests. White supremacy is our permanent uh, 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 enemy, sir. But maybe it was a little better. But you see the difference? The Hispanics... They get straight to the damn point. Straight to the point. I got to give it to them, man. They get straight to the damn point. When you look at their about, they say Hispanic, 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 Hispanic. Ain't shit about minorities. Not a damn word. Not a word. You get over here to black folks and niggas start talking about minorities and people of color, disenfranchised, racial disparity. Do y'all know when the whole, the whole agenda, they don't mention black one time? Not once. Not once. World-class education. Racial health disparities. Eliminating barriers. Voter suppression. Fuck a vote. Give us our damn money. Pretend I'm Ukrainian. Pretend I'm over in Israel. Pretend about that. How about you do that? How about that? And see, this is why we need our reparations. Listen to this. How many... Some Negroes be like, well, man, you know, I don't want to hear from no black person. I just want to hear from from Massa. Okay, well, let's hear from Massa. Sip tea with me, y'all. How many times do we need to go over this? The Irish, Chinese, and Dutch were not slaves. They were indentured servants. They came to this country. They were allowed to do work and sign contracts to earn money, property, and land. And they were allowed to be married. They were allowed to keep their last names. They were allowed to keep their culture. They were allowed to keep their religion. They were allowed to pass said property they earned during indentured servitude onto their family and children. They were in no way the same as chattel slavery, period. They were in no way ever treated as three-fifths of a man. They were never reduced to the color of their skin and treated less than the animals on plantations and land they worked, period. Stop comparing other races' hardships to chattel slavery. It's not the same thing. Chattel slavery, great, murdered, 
black women, children, and black men. They hung black people from trees for the color of their skin because they thought they were less than. They thought they were the, an abomination. They were left with scars on their backs, ripped open, flesh falling off their backs, blood pouring out because people reduced them to less than a human being. The Irish, Chinese, and Dutch never went through that. And that's what I'm, and, and again, anytime someone tries to use that argument, well, I should get reparations or, you know, I should, no, you shouldn't. If your great, great grandmama wasn't on that plantation and was considered three fifths of a human, no, you are not eligible for reparation. It's no comparison. Foundational black Americans, native blacks, whatever you want to call it, descendants of the slaves. We are the core of the United States of America. We make America cool. Make America great again. We make America great. Damn it. We've made America great. America has, America wasn't shit without us. <laughs> America wasn't shit without foundational blacks, man. Jazz, blues, railroads, damn it. Light bulbs, toilets, cotton, nigga. Everything. We make America fucking great. We make it great. So when you got somebody, it's like that one lady try to get up here talking about, well, there's people that are going to feel a certain way because they didn't own any slaves and all that. What's that heifer that came from Iran talking shit, talking about, well, oh, I live great and I and I live really, really good. And niggas, niggas got on her ass online. Oh, I live great. Oh, you know, oh, I live pretty good in Iran, but I still didn't have my rights. But yeah, bitch, you didn't have no damn rights till you came over here with the descendants. Thank you very much. You didn't have much until you came over here with us. What we built for you. Thank you very much. Well, my ancestors helped build civil rights act left and right this law that law this law your civil liberties thank you thank you very much we appreciate it we show we show appreciate it period black people were stripped of their culture their names their identity they were stripped of everything that made them what they wore before they were captured and brought here as slaves and throw it into a chattel slavery system I'm tired of white people trying to justify slavery by saying, oh, we went through it too. No, your ancestor didn't. And let's not also forget that most of the Irish who were indentured service servants assimilated into the culture and became the overseers. That right, they gave them the, that's why, look at Boston. No disrespect to Boston, beautiful city. I like Boston when I went out there. They have a high, high race up race soldier code. They don't play no games about it. They're very upfront. Boston is like the Mississippi of the South, in my opinion. Oh, oh, they let it be known. Oh, they let it be known. They don't hold shit back in Boston, damn it. Uh, you have heavy presence of Irish people in places like Boston and out there in the East and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like they assimilated to white. They might have got the nigga treatment a little bit once they got over here, but they they say, hey, yeah, no, I ain't no, hey, I ain't no white nigger. I'm above these niggas. 
Hey, give me that damn whip. <laughs> hey, Kunta. Step right over here and pick up that big ass brick, nigga. Yeah, they, they assimilated quick. The Irish came over here and said, hey, I don't want to be around. I don't want to want to be around. I don't want to be amongst the class of the Negroes. Hey, I'm white. They'd be like, no, nah, you're you're an Irish. I don't remember the what's the name they use a smuck. They call them a, not a smuck or some shit. Uh, I can't remember. What's the derogatory word for Irish person? I don't know what it is, but yeah, they, he said, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't want to be Kunta. Treat me like Ben or Billy Bob. I don't want to be Kunta. So they, they, yeah, they rejected Kunta quick. No, I don't want to be Kunta. I do not want to be Kunta. That whipped the slaves themselves. They graped the slaves. He said that they grape them. He said they graped them. Oh, yeah. He said they graped them. I don't know what he. Yeah. But now listen to this. You're seeing a lot of this here. Grapes. Okay, I guess it's. They all in that man's butt, yo. They can't do that, can they? That's a public grape. Did you need really? So th this is TikTok, and you know how I rallied hard against TikTok. Like I, you know, TikTok has been showing some pretty interesting videos. This is a father and son bystanders up there in um, Utica, New York, on a traffic stop, and they basically moving a man's shoes. They they're seeing that they're saying that they pretty much sexually assaulting these brothers and there's there's a twitter page uh where it shows a lot of brothers has just been sexually assaulted by the police you know they pull your pants down and they start um putting their fingers in your genital area and your anal area and all this kind of shit man it's, it's just really foul they all in that man's butt yo they can't do that can they? that's a public great did you know that article 27 of the fourth geneva convention states that sexual assault of any kind is considered a war crime yeah we just witnessed in that video a man being publicly sexually graped by public officials protectors of the peace this is a war and we are a little far beyond the need for police reform yes at this point yep date see During the Holocaust, remember, the Jewish people, they rounded up everybody. They ended up rounding up everybody. They rounded up all the sellouts. They surrounded up the coons. I always talk about this all the time. So that's something, you know, that might tie into the Geneva Convention. That might, you know, when you're violating somebody to, to that manner. The Holocaust, you, you what you were saying is, hey, man, I'm violating these people. I'm violating these people and violating their rights. I'm pretty sure they were sexually assaulting people. They were torturing children, doing all types of sick stuff. Now, here's another video. And this dude made a mistake 
brothers ain't having it, but he decided to call someone the N-word. Whatever you do, just he, he decided that he was just going to call somebody the N-word. It didn't work well for him. Whatever you do, just don't touch that car. I'm not touching your car. I'm taking a picture of a freaking license plate. See, there's this great thing in America where niggers, all right, get fucking arrested for bullshit. What did you say? What did you say? Yeah, that's what you get. What did you say? What did you say? Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, he is. fucking arrested for what did you say? What did you say? Yeah, that's what you get. What did you say? What did you say? Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Can't say the word, my boy. Say that word again. As you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never fuck around, you'll never find out. Whatever you do. Oh shit. Oh man. Yeah, you you know you, you want you don't want to fuck around and find out. You don't want to try to trade and find out. You don't want to do that. Now, this this is something here. I have no holes bar on this. This is an article. I don't play around with. That's stuff what like we believe that. in. Those are the okay. Now I ain't about to listen to this nigga. Speaking of which, after afterwards, we gonna break this. We gonna break this goofy nigga down in a minute. We gonna break this goofy nigga down in a minute. Hold on. pull this up real quick y'all hold on okay yeah so in Rimrock, Arizona authorities say an Arizona man was caught on video sexually assaulting a child has been arrested Yavapai County Sheriff Office says deputies responded on December 28th to a home in Rimrock for a supported sexual offense once on the scene, deputies were told that a man was caught on video sexually assaulting a child. Deputies and detectives reviewed the video where it depicted Ronald Ryan sexually assaulting the victim. The victim was taken to a medical facility for treatment. Ryan, 57, was arrested and booked into jail. He's accused of child molestation, child abuse, and sexual assault. Now, they're very vague on this dude, so let's go on the Bagland podcast and see... If we can find more information about this asshole. They're very, very vague about when white men do this kind of stuff. Ronald Bryden. They barely said anything. They barely said anything about this dude. See what else we can find out. There's not a lot of information. Yeah, I'm seeing the mugshot. 
He looked like really he really don't give a damn. He was caught on video. Now, why didn't they shoot him? He was booked into Camp Verde Detention Center. On charge of child molestation, child abuse, sexual assault, with all crimes listed as dangerous crimes against a child. He remains in custody. But you still don't see a lot of information about this dude. Barely anything. You can't find nothing. We gonna have to start doing something about people like this, y'all. I have a zero. I, yeah, I, I don't play about that kind of thing. Now, wait a minute. Now I'm trying to find more on this vi- on this video right here with his brother, Marcel Dixon. I was telling my homie Solomon about him. We talked about having foundational representatives. He said, "Okay, a hierarchy. The code is the leader." We don't need leaders. That's one thing I, I, you know, I stray away from because what they do is they kill our leaders. I don't believe we need leaders. The code is the leader. The code of conduct is the leader. You know, whenever I start hearing somebody say, well, yeah, I'm a leader of this. I'm a leader of foundational blacks. Now, nah, what we should do is we should have independent folks. The code of conduct is the leader. Independent people throughout the United States of America and some of our non-foundational you know, brothers as well that support our efforts. See, just like CARICOM or the Caribbean, and I believe, I think it's the Bahamas and other islands down there where they're saying, well, look, we have a reparations claim against the queen and all those race soldiers out there that have taken money out of the pockets of Caribbean black folks and black folks from down there of Caribbean descent. The UK and several other European countries. So your claim against them, I support it. Now, if they start to, you know, there's a lot of talks right now with reparations because a lot of people around the world are found, are found, are, are following the descendants of the slaves leave. Whatever we as the descendants of the slaves, foundational black Americans, whatever you want to call it, whatever we lead as from this world power of America, everyone else follows. It's not the other way around. Let's make that very damn clear. When we start talking about reparations, black folks around the world follow us. It ain't the other way around. You have too many places, especially in Africa, and I'm not beating up on Africa, brothers, where they're letting too many race soldiers come and take over. And I'm talking about the places where you got a white man dressed up as Jesus and they holding that nigga up. They need to kick him in his ass and send him back to Europe. They need to start kicking some of them Chinese in the ass and send their ass back to China. You ain't taking shit and you ain't buying shit. But you have too many dictators and tribalism over there. You see what I'm saying? So y'all got to get that straight over there. Y'all got to get that straight over there, man. I know it's a big country. Africa are a big continent. Africa's a big continent, but y'all niggas over there need to start getting that shit straight. Black folks in the Caribbean that's trying to get reparations, I support that. Am I eligible for it? No. 
I don't get a dime out of the Caribbean. My folks ain't from the Caribbean. But guess what? I'm riding. I support it. I support it 110%. Shit, if it's solid, they need donations, I might have to support that too. Caribbean folks that's trying to get reparations from the crown, get that bread. Foundational black Americans here in the soil where your great-great-grandmama grew up in Mississippi, Arkansas, the Jim Crow South, we're not eligible for what y'all get over there in Caribbean. But we ain't tripping. We support it. We want y'all to have that bread. Haiti, y'all get your reparations from France. Y'all kicked the kick France ass in 1804 or 18, uh, you know, you get your reparations from France because those are the people that mainly colonize you. I support it. If ever, if they ever get on cold enough to, to, to make a claim over there, I support it. I support it. But see, they're afraid that if we get a rep- reparations over here, it's, it's going to get contagious. Brothers in the UK that's over there in the United Kingdom right now. They owe y'all reparations. Look at the conditions of black folks in the UK. And this is brother Marcel Dixon. My homie Solomon was like, man, y'all need some leaders. Okay, well, we got we got one in South Carolina here. And there's a lot of brothers. Listen to this. Women's Bureau wants to help you with food, housing, getting job, getting land. And America at that time was supposed to do the 40 acres in a mule that if Andrew Johnson had not done away with, would have been done through the Freeman's Bureau. America got rid of the Freeman's Bureau, but the Freeman's status still exists. We are still Freeman. We still have that special status. America got rid of the Freeman's Bureau. They never got rid of the act. They never rescinded the Freeman's Bureau act, which means that we still have a special class too. Freeman's Bureau, yeah, so food. we need to look into the Freeman's Bureau. We need to look at that. So when you see goofy shit like this, what I'm about to get ready to play. When you look at goofy shit like this, we can combat that. Listen to this. Now, Fox News published something April 22nd, 2019, saying most illegal immigrants in the U.S. receive government benefits costing taxpayers billions and experts. As I told you, my aunt out there in the wild hunters in Chicago, she was trying to get some health care. They told her we ain't got no money. The immigrants took the money. That's what Chicago government told her. She calls up trying to get some, some health care support, and they said we ain't got we ain't got no budget. Too, you know, we didn't spend it on the immigrants. This is a foundational black American. This is the woman that's had her house probably in the wild hunters for over 30, 40 fucking years. And you tell her what she can't get for somebody that ain't been here five damn minutes. Billions of dollars in taxpayer benefits. A fair study in 2017 found illegal immigrants are a net consumer of tax benefits more more than $100 billion a year, not including the cost of enforcing the border. Then you have shit like this. Migrants are drinking all day, having sex in the stairs and taxpayer funded New York hotels whistleblower. That's what the whistleblower says. An employee at Roe, one of New York's best known hotels. 
became a whistleblower Wednesday after he released and posted videos of illegal immigrants trashing hotels and leaving fresh food out to rot. It's a disgrace, wrote New York City employee Felipe Rodriguez said on news post. Oh, oh, hold on, let's play it. Let's play it. Of food being thrown This is bags and bags of food being thrown away because the migrants don't want to eat them and they just go waste. This is all food. Look at look at them bags of food, y'all. Tons and tons of bags of food talking about they don't want to eat it. Ain't been here five damn minutes. Ain't been here five minutes. And it's going to waste. This is insane. This is fresh. This is good food. Good food, but they don't want to eat it. They said they don't like it. Now, what you just saw is this huge- yeah, Ingram ain't shit. Ingram really ain't shit, but I'm just saying, man, I'm using this as a case point study. We ain't got no money for reparations. We ain't got no money for you black folk. Get your ass out of here. Amount of food that's been thrown away daily at this big New York City hotel that's being used to house illegal immigrants. Now, according to this whistleblower, more than 36,400 have come to New York City in the last few months. Man, hold on. Let me look at this. Okay, the road. Okay, Row Hotel. Let me look at this hotel. Let me look at this hotel. Row NYC. Oh, damn. Row NYC Hotel is closed until further notice? Let me look at the rooms. Okay, look at the standard room. Let me look at the standard room. It's closed right now. Man, these nice-ass rooms, bro. Man, look at this shit. These folks ain't been here five minutes and getting all these amenities closed until further notice. 708th Avenue, New York. Look at this pizza. Look pretty damn good. Man, they better get their ass back to wherever they came from talking that shit. And city officials have put them in, up in at least 14 hotels, one of them being the row in Times Square. Now that's where the pictures that you're seeing right now were taken. My next guest, Felipe Rodriguez, says that he's worked there since 2017, but now that illegals have taken it over, the place is complete chaos. And Felipe joins me now. Felipe, good to see you tonight. Now, when you- So they went and got one of their little Latin spokesmen. So they got one of their little Latin overseers for, for him to say, but let's see what he says. Fake chaos. Tell us what you mean, fights, Drugs, altercations, other violations. Um, good evening. Uh, nice for you to have me. Thank you. Um, the the chaos uh, that we see at the row today uh, is compiled by uh, migrants being drunk, uh, drinking all day, smoking marijuana, uh, consuming drugs, and what? Domestic violence. Where are they getting the marijuana from? If they migrants and they ain't been there five minutes, how the hell, where are they getting the marijuana from? Think about that. Where are they getting the marijuana from, man? Uh, people having sex in the stairs, young people, teenagers, uh, they use the stair, the uh, fire exit stairs to, to go in there and, and do what teenagers do. Uh, uh, we have people you know, uh, 
actually uh, trying to act like the hotel is theirs and we have no right. Uh, the entitlement, entitlement, y'all. Ent ain't been here five damn minutes. Ain't no citizen. Ain't paid no taxes. Ain't been here five damn minutes. Entitlement. Don't you ever say black folks feel entitled. These folks ain't been here. Ain't, ain't paid a tax. Ain't paid one damn tax, man. Talking about we're entitled. Drinking. Fucking. You ain't got the luxury for sex, nigga. Up in here in a high class hotel. And they telling black folks they ain't got no money. All these black folks out here in New York ain't got nowhere to stay. Get your ass up out of here. The form in which they keep their rooms is horrendous. They they don't they don't clean it. They don't fold their clothes. They don't. I mean, it's in piles and piles. Uh, they're hoarding clothes. They're hoarding whatever they can hoard, and there's no accountability. And when you go into a rooms and you say something, you know, um, the the hotel uh, management. Uh, especially uh, the GM has directed us that we're not allowed to, to tell them nothing and, and practice. That's even more entitlement. Can you imagine some niggas from Chicago or LA or Minnesota that went there and started acting a fool? Would they tell us not to tell us nothing? No, niggas would be sitting up in Rikers Island if we start acting a fool. Do you understand that? Send them home. Send them wherever they came from, get a bus and drop them right off back at the border. That's how you solve that problem. Send them home. Send them home. I'll be, man, listen. Send them home. Send they ask to the, send them back home. Now listen to this. I want to see what y'all say before I do my little BMF analysis. Now, this is getting out of control. But if a black man doesn't, if a black man doesn't pay his child support, what happens to him? I'm gonna buy stuff for my son. Because he's not your son. This might be an unpopular opinion, but women who do this should be up for jail time. Like if you don't know, that's one thing. But if you know, no, lock that bitch up. Yes. And it's just the way she carried it too. Cause like, if that was his son and he wasn't taking him to school and buying stuff for him, then that would automatically give her the right to his finances. So yeah, it is sad to say. 
So basically, what now, now, now let, let's break this down real quick. What this hood rat saying? This is hood rat mentality. This is whorehouse hood rat logic. And I'm I'm getting some real feminist vibes. Okay. Well, you only take them to school. If he wasn't taking him to school, the child to school, she'd be bitching and belly aching about that. That's besides the point. What it is, she's got to the point where not only is she ungrateful, but because we don't we don't see anything beyond the video, but we know this is an ongoing thing. She's gotten to the point where she either one either is not getting enough money where she feels like maybe it's a child support thing or she's, she's been weighing her options and she's been looking at the landscape and seeing, okay, can I get a better deal elsewhere? Maybe I could get a better deal elsewhere. So let me talk crazy to this dude. She's not your son. I've been meaning to tell you for that for the past seven years. He not your now seven years. I've been meaning to tell you that for the past seven years. Why didn't you tell him last year? Because you were reaping some kind of benefits. You weren't really about sparing his feelings. What it was is you wanted to reap some benefits. But what benefits were you getting? Stop. She said you need you you stop buying him stuff for seven years. That the, the 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 child that I've been raising with you is not mine. You're not even raising him. The only thing that you do is take him to school. Why do you think he don't look like you? Why he, why do you think he don't have your personality? Hell, he don't even like. So 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 basically, he's been around this child. This man said I've been raising him. She said, "Why well, you just been taking him to school?" Something doesn't add up about that because if if he felt that kind of way. If he's been around for seven years, that's seven years. That's a long time. That's a long emotional bond. I don't believe he was just bringing the child to school. That doesn't really make sense. If he was bringing, if he was just bringing the child to school, he probably wouldn't have said that. But you see, you see the venom and the deceit. And what they should do is they should have a a, a, felon, uh, a a felony program. If you do stuff like that, seven years, you get six months to a year for that crime. You said you've been raising them seven years. You've been lying for seven years. How about a seven-year sentence? And we can start off with a, maybe a three-year suspended sentence. But you doing three, you doing three to five. That'll stop. That'll stop tomorrow. Oh yeah, that'll that'll stop tomorrow. That'll stop tomorrow. You won't have that problem anymore. That'll cut. That'll cut at least thirty to forty-five percent of that hood rat behavior out. You're not really gonna have that. Let's move all along here. Let me see what we got here. 
the original reparations plan for the newly freed slaves. Okay. 40 acres and a mule is a term used to describe the original reparations plan for the newly freed slaves at the end of the Civil War. After the capture of Savannah, Georgia, General William Tecumseh Sherman, with the Council of Freedmen Pastors and Abolitionists and the full weight of the Union Army, issued Special Field Orders Number 15, January 16, 1865. These orders divided 400,000 acres of land from South Carolina to Florida to be given to black American freedmen of 40 acre parcels. The purpose was twofold. It provided a Wait place a for newly so, freed black families to settle. So hold on. South Carolina to Florida. I talk about that all the time. That brother Marcel Dixon is original Gullah Geechee. Really from the soil of South Carolina. All them black folks out there, the Gullah Geechee community, um, a lot of West African influence down there. If you look up the Gullah Geechee people on YouTube and you listen to a lot of the, uh, their dialect and listen to a lot of their culture from YouTube, some of them give tours and stuff. A lot of them black folks still hold their culture down there in South Carolina. That's another reason why they don't want to give reparations, especially them brothers. All them brothers and sisters down there, they, I mean, we all need it. All foundationals need it. But I especially feel a certain way for them because down there from South Carolina to Florida, they were supposed to get that 40 acres. They, they specifically was supposed to get that 40 acres down there. 400,000 acres, them black folks from South Carolina to Florida, they were supposed to receive the Gullah Geechee people, the Seminoles. They were supposed to receive that land. This ain't no if, this ain't no handout, this ain't no, oh, well, my ancestors didn't own slaves and all that old white supremacist bullshit talk. No, they were supposed to receive it. These orders divided 400,000 acres and the full weight of the Union Army issued special field orders number 15, January 16, 1865. These orders divided 400,000 acres of land from South Carolina to Florida to be given to black American freedmen of 40-acre parcels. The purpose was twofold. It provided a place for newly freed black families to settle. Also, it was the punitive cost of war for Confederate landowners. This was just the first of multiple actions that followed during emancipation to attempt to make whole and provide means of self-determination for American and freedmen families, families whose free labor and suffering under the American Holocaust quite literally built the country. The most prominent additional legislation is the creation of the Freedmen's Bureau and Freedmen's Bank. However, after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and the ascension of Andrew Johnson to the presidency, the special field orders and any legislative action supporting American freedmen were revoked. 40 acres. So they were revoked. So black folks didn't get what was promised to them. This ain't no handout. It's not. It's not a handout. It's 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 really not. It's not a handout. Not at all. Now listen to this. This is Jack the Clown jump for Joy Reid. Now she don't never do this to white men. Now he's a Republican, give or take. But the thing is is when you ask a man a question, you need to shut the fuck up and listen to what he says. He's trying to explain himself, and this broad won't stop interrupting him. She just won't stop. It's one term. Yes. Well, what were your qualifications to be Speaker of the House? Well, look, I think my colleagues, they recognize my leadership, and they've seen it in many leaps and bounds. Can you even give specifics? One now, this man ain't even started talking. This is a blackface Haitian Karen Coon. Been cooning for a long time, asking this man about his qualifications. What qualifications does she have? This ain't no intellectual Negro. 
This ain't a smart nigga. You see what I'm saying? Questioning this brother, Byron Donalds, and I'm not sure what his politics are. I don't know. But, I mean, she went full bedwinch feminist on a nigga. You were nominated for speaker. Yeah. You've been in Congress one term. Yes. Well, what were your qualifications to be Speaker of the House? Well, look, I think my colleagues, they recognize my leadership, and they've seen it in many leaps and bounds, Can you even give in one term. Secondarily, I've served before at the state level, now here at the federal level. What were your Third, specific qualifications to be Speaker? I, I, yeah, he said, hold on. Hold on, Heifer. Shut the fuck up and listen to what this nigga's trying to say. Level. What were your Third, specific qualifications to be Speaker? I, I actually understand budgets. I understand what the long-term... Okay. Well, ram- let's get some music going. Let's get some damn music going. We're going to play the Goofy in a minute. I ain't forgot about him. What are the jo- what is the job of the speaker? Oh, hold on a second. We have to have a conversation. I'm trying. What is You're the- cutting me off. Hold on. Oh, she said we have to have a conversation. That's not a conversation. When you ask somebody a question, you allow them to answer. Neely Fuller talked about this a lot. She does. She's doing this on purpose, y'all. She's doing this on purpose. I want y'all to understand this. This isn't accidental whatsoever. Because when you hold on, let's go to a Joy Reid. I want to see if she does this to white men. I want to see if she does if, if, if she does this to white men. Let, let's just see. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm look. I, I type in Joy Reid, and all you see is is a bunch of shit about Trump. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. Now she's talking. Now this is on Nancy Pelosi will be ranked as the greatest speaker in the U.S. history. This buck dancing ass coon. Listen to this. Oh, well, you've seen uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, in in every version of her job. As a member of the California delegation, you have been in California state delegation meetings with her, which is something that the members from the other states don't get to do, uh, as well as uh, her work as speaker, as an impeachment manager. Obviously, you're in close consultations with the speaker's office. I just want to open the mic to you, uh, Congressman, for your reflections on Madam Speaker tonight. Uh, Lawrence, uh, good evening. Hi, Joy. Uh, There has never been a leader of a legislative branch like Nancy Pelosi, and there never will be again. But we will all be better off because she led, and uh, she also developed and mentored so many of my colleagues to make sure that, you know, the future is in good hands. Lawrence, one other role that uh, I have served with her uh, in is on the intelligence committee and you know she appointed she the intelligence committee is a she still hasn't interrupted this man hasn't asked for his credentials she gets sitting up here looking like old sambo plantation shine 
Look at that mammy smile she's what she's wearing. Now let's go back here. She she ain't grinning at all. Hold on a second. We have to have a conversation. I'm trying. What is the hold on? What is the job of speaker? Can you explain what the job of speaker is? Because so what you want to do is you want to ask this black man. You want to ask this black man. He's trying to keep his. He's trying to keep his composure because he's sitting up here like, bitch, please get your monkey ass up out of here. Take these monkey ass questions off the board. You embarrassing us. Shout out to Sweet James Jones. Monkey ass questions. The job of speaker doesn't have to do every single member of Congress of has served it. Okay, what is the job? The job of the Speaker of the House, number one, is to actually make sure that the Congress is operating on time. It largely sets the agenda for the conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the entire House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. It actually engages in negotiations with the Senate and the White House on major issues, key issues. The Speaker of the House has security clearances that most members do not have. You're number three, obviously, in alliance to the presidency. Mm -hmm. And there's much, much more. And the job mm -hmm. is critical. Oh, and by the way, the Speaker of the House is also responsible for security. At the and Capitol. fundraising. And fundraising. Right. Is this a job interview? So see, you got to think, this ain't none of her Democratic people. You talk about a real Sambo. When I talk about cyber Sambos, I'm going to, I see, I'm going to cover that tonight. I'm going to have to cover that tonight. I see that's going to have to happen. That's going to have to happen. And so you've been there one term mm -hmm. and you're saying that you would be prepared after one term to do the job that Speaker Pelosi and others who were in leadership, you ran for leadership mm -hmm. and you lost that leadership race to the Congresswoman, a Congresswoman who ended up being in leadership, right? So you were not elected to leadership, but you believe that though you've never served in leadership ever and you've only served one term, that you believe you were qualified because you got into it back and forth with a fellow Congresswoman who was critical of the nomination because it definitely looked like they were looking for a response to Hakeem Jeffries in you. Uh, no, that was not any. Because you've not literally any. been there for one term. So you okay. you do I mean, not, you you've never to, been in leadership. I'm asking to, you the question. I'm, I'm so answering. That's what, and the reason I'm asking that, I'm okay, just gonna go ask you this All question. Right, so you won't let this man respond. Then when he tries to respond, you ask another question. Weasel words. Is one of the things that Let's go back to the white man. Well, the only committee that's a direct appointment by the speaker, not the steering committee. And she still sits in and receives intelligence. But I He's still talking. to be in the chamber still and, and represent every little girl whose future will be bright. Every day of Congressman Swalwell's daughter's life, uh, a woman, she put it today, she herself never dreamed she would go from homemaker to house speaker. No, absolutely. It, oh, it is that such an important smile. point. You know, for my kids, you know, most of their sentient life, Speaker Pelosi has been in charge of the House of Representatives. And, you know, as somebody who grew up uh, with a mother who revered Shirley Chisholm and so revered her as well, you know, I always had the sense that women have oh, the capability gosh. for great power and that the House of Representatives has the capability for great power. But for, you know, from high school all the More way... More feminism, buck in the eyes. 
this mophead broad. Through sort of early college, it was, you know, the power was somebody named Tip O'Neill. You know, right? It was always a white man. Um, and you even think about the other person that's named as one of the greatest speakers, Sam Rayburn. He was presiding over a Congress that was entirely white men. And so the deals they could cut in back rooms were being cut among people who, whatever their political differences, remember, this was a normal Republican Party back then, their differences were slight compared to the things they had in common. They could go back, smoke a cigar, they had things in common. If you think about Speaker Pelosi, the reason I do believe she will be ranked as the greatest speaker in U.S. history, she presided over a caucus that is the most diverse, that increasingly became filled with women. Became really? Filled with and then you do this. Not, I don't know that you said it, but members have said is that they wanted to highlight the diversity of the conference. There are four African-American members in the House caucus, the Republican caucus. There are 56 members in the Democratic caucus. So just, it's more diverse. There are more African-American members just that are House committee ranking members. They're at the, the same number. That, that don't do a damn thing for black folks, by the way. They're actually members of the entire Republican House caucus. Right. So do you not believe that the idea was to make a diversity statement by nominating him? Well, actually first, that was not the idea because I was in the room when the decision was made by people who chose to nominate me. That never came up. And you you still not explained how... So now what she's trying to conflate is she's trying to say, well, because you're in the Republican Party, this was a diversity and inclusion Negro mascot hire. Oh, dirty bastard. Nigga, please. Uh, I I got the spirit of old dirty bastard right now. Nigga, please. 36 chambers. Now... She just mentioned diversity about the Democratic Party. He'll be ranked as the greatest speaker in U.S. history. She presided over a caucus that is the most diverse, that increasingly became filled with women, became filled with people of color. The Congressional Black Caucus expanded. The Progressive Caucus expanded under her leadership. And so she had to make deals among people with some like needs and some very unlike needs. She had to manage a caucus that was so diverse and whose interests were so diverse that that juggling act she had to do in those little cute kitten heels that she wore all the time. And I can tell you this because I interviewed her at the Capitol and I was stumbling in my heels and she was clack clackety clacking in hers with not a problem. Oh, the cooning. Oh, the cooning and the samboing. This is plantation shine galore. Oh, you're, how you're a I'm prophet, you've never been your, in leadership. Are you gonna let me answer your question? Sure, or you tell us. Over me? Okay, mm-hmm. number two, now let's go back. The reality is, is that a lot of members actually do believe in my ability to lead. They do. Am I to be despised for my youth because I've served one term? My members know that I have the ability to engage other members through the conference, but it's even bigger than that. Listen, we were at an impasse last week in our in our speakership election. By the way, y'all, this brother speaks 10 times better than Pelosi. Pelosi, Pelosi don't sound, she's not no, Pelosi's not no, uh, Nobel Prize kind of poet laureate. I mean, she ain't not, she ain't nothing special. We got that done. Kevin McCarthy is now Speaker of the mm-hmm. House. At the same time, I was working with members on both sides of our conference to make sure that we can get the job done, and we did. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that matters. We got the job done. And she did all this because this brother was 
And look, listen to her. Babble she was on. doing a job that no speaker has ever had to pull off, and she pulled it off and got health care. That's a boss. Yeah, and, and Carson Swallow. Get your ass out of here. Sambo ass nigga. I'm, I'm telling you, man, these 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 Negro scholar, these bought and paid for Negroes, they ain't shit. They, like I said, if they if, tomorrow, if they were fired tomorrow, we wouldn't miss we wouldn't miss a beat. We wouldn't miss a damn beat. None. We wouldn't lose. Auburn Avenue. Good day's Mark Tigner joins us live from the scene along Irwin Avenue with the very latest. Mark, good morning. Good morning, uh, Buck. Uh, I'm going to step out. You can see nothing left of this house here on Irwin Street uh, in Northeast Atlanta. That's where this uh, house fire broke out. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, I was in complete shock. Um, if there were two words that could describe how I felt, it was confusion and devastation. I just kept looking and scanning around the area to see if I was in the right place. I pulled up here to meet the contractor, and the house was gone. I myself was a single mother. I'd been released from prison. I didn't have the help and assistance that I needed. My mother and grandmother had both passed away during my incarceration. So this was my dream. I wanted to help other women that were just like me that needed stability, that needed some support. With the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I was building this home, Auntie Angie's house, to help pregnant women not only keep their babies, but help them become sufficient so that they could take care of their babies. Uh, we've been told by firefighters that this home is vacant. Uh, they don't know if anybody is inside what is left of it. They say it's simply too early. It's too hot for them to go in and do a thorough search. Also too early for them to know the cause. They do have fire investigators uh, who are going to come out and try to take a look at this. Auntie Angie's house was going to provide just that. It was going to be a nine-bedroom, nine-bathroom oasis for pregnant women to help them and their babies. Now, what y'all got to understand is Dr. Francis Crestus, Dr. Francis Crest Wellson wasn't lying about the annihilation, genetic annihilation. Now they'll tell you now you, you seen with that fat whale of a so-called failing governor, her sloppy ass and never won. I don't even want to say her name down in Georgia. This fat sloppy piece of filth couldn't win the Georgia governor's seat. She was telling black women, by the way, she's not eligible to get pregnant, nor ain't no nigga down there trying to get her pregnant. She was telling black women, well, you ain't got enough money so you can just butcher your babies. Raphael Warnock kicking niggas out of church, kicking niggas out of, uh, you know, um, this fake ass preacher nigga, this pastor, uh, poke shop print pimp was running around, just barely beat Herschel Walker and was kicking black folks out. If they owe $30, that was not too far from his, his church. I believe, uh, miss Stanton, she was trying to, uh, get black folks to live. 
She was trying to get black folks to live and somebody burnt that shit down. Okay. So that was really foul. Hella foul. I think that somebody did that on purpose. Um, like I said, I'm not a damn nor a Republican. I don't really fall under that, but man. Now look now check this out. Here's another thing too. Yeah, let me go ahead and view this. This is a video game. Let me see. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's not letting me play the audio, but it's a video game where it shows a domestic couple. It's called play flock. I believe it's a game where it shows a brother that's, uh, using a belt, getting ready to whip the child. The child's a white child. And the woman is at home hiding under a table. They showed a black man to be the black brute. They showed a black man to be the black brute. So this is a video game, y'all. The black boogeyman. So that's the message they send. He comes in, he's looking for the family. You click tap, you swipe up so you could run or whatever the case may be. But they specifically showed a black man to do that. I thought that was very interesting that they did that. But let's go. Let's go to this coon ass nigga here. First person elected to lead a party in Congress. That ain't going to be the damn thing. Let me see if I can find this shit. Is this it here? Madam Clerk. Of the great Steny Hoyer and the great Jim Clyburn, two consequential leaders in their own right. Consequential? Clyburn? A nigga that won't even stand up for black folks in South Carolina? Please. Of the American people. Getting big. This is Obama 2.0. They went and found a coon ass high yellow nigga that could just speak the right words. Things done. Code and let us continue to fight in this Congress for reproductive freedom. Black baby butchers. Because as Democrats, we do believe in a country for everyone. Get your ass out of here. In the inner city, strengthens suburban communities, helps out the heartland, and revitalizes rural America. Hold on. Democracy. Let us continue to fight in this Congress to put... ...is a strength that is... I was born in Brooklyn Hospital, raised of opportunity. 
survived the violence of the crack cocaine epidemic and wound up. And what? And yeah, the crack cocaine epidemic. What about the '94 crime bill? You gonna say anything about that? Up here in. Let me find the AZ. He's supposed to have an A to Z bullshit one that I heard. Let me see. Is this it? And we passed the Inflation Reduction Act to strike a over the cult. Democracy oh, here over we go. bigotry. Clear that we will never compromise our principles. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, Liberty over limitation. Maturity. Kangaroo courts. Let's talk about Arizona and California. You want to talk about kangaroo courts. Over Mar-a-Lago. Normalcy over negativity. Opportunity over obstruction. People over politics. Quality of life issues over QAnon. Reason over racism. Substance over slander. Triumph over tyranny. Understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia. Yes, we can over you can't do it. Oh, nigga, get your punk ass out of here. This nigga's a coward. How about this? Reparations over intangibles. I got one for him. Reparations over intangibles. Anti-black racism crime bill over collard greens, land grants over fish fries, race soldier convictions over transfers. How about that? Hakeem Jeffries, bought and paid for Negro. All right, man. Oh my gosh. Man. Jeez. Okay. Here, now listen to this. This is interesting. Now I keep getting these emails from the U S department of education. Oh, let's commemorate MLK jr. And all this bullshit. Let's go straight to it. I ain't pulling no punches. I'm Catherine Lehman, assistant secretary for civil rights at the U S department of education. Returning to school brings about many emotions for students across the United States, but returning or going to school should never make students feel fearful, unwelcome, or excluded. Really? Hmm. Very interesting. Really? Hmm. How about this? When the Kemp family moved to Lubbock, Texas two years ago, they knew that sending their son Brady to a new school might come with some challenges. But nothing prepared him, his mom Tracy, or stepdad Seth for what they were about to endure. We feel singled out. We feel the racism here. I just feel like it's blatant incompetence. Hmm. As you were saying? Although public schools should be safe learning environments for all students, some students face discrimination because of their race. Black students face discrimination because of their race, ma'am. 
Get your monkey ass out of here. Who is this nigga? Color or national origin. These forms of discrimination limit students' access to education and are against the law. We are here to help. I'm Kristen Clark, Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice. And we appreciate school administrators. You you niggas ain't do something symbols and gestures. Okay, wait a minute. OCR found that the district did not address harassment that included the use of racial slurs, targeted mocking of racially sensitive issues, and the display of racially hostile and anti-Semitic symbols and gestures. The hmm. district has committed to providing appropriate... Now you see they say anti-Semitic. They didn't say nothing about helping black folks. But the email I received was targeted towards black folks. See, that's the difference. That's the Popeye chicken Negro propaganda scam. The division also secured a settlement with a school district in Utah to remedy severe racial harassment faced by black and Asian American students. Man, if y'all don't give Dr. Umar a couple million and keep bull- and quit bullshitting around, this is all big cap. For years, students endured unchecked harassment in school, including racial slurs, taunts. And y'all didn't do a damn thing about it. And a- if you or someone you know experiences discrimination on the basis of race, color, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Let's do the BMF. Let's let's do the breakdown. Let's let's do the break. Oh, episode two is out. All right, let's go to family dinner. We gonna break this down real quick. Uh, right. We family, no matter. Neighborhood of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Be out in a sec. All right, babe. Look, I gotta go. I'll see you at the border. Yeah, okay. Love you too. Bye. Hold on. The rest of y'all are looking motherfuckers over there. Riding with the cat. Putting no talking, Mr. Flannery. No, I'm sorry, my pencil. Between 50. Ask me. Uh oh, let's go to this. Let's break this down. Let's t- break this down. In your ass. Yeah, you should be. You four fucking years older. 50 bones say I got a high score on you. You need the show first license now. Damn, motherfucker. <laughs> You fucking out loud. Nah, come on. Totally no talking, Mr. Flannery. No, I'm, I'm sorry, my pencil broke, so. I'll... This goofy ass nigga, he wants to leave the dope game. Nigga, go back to selling crack. <laughs> this, this nigga, this nigga wants to leave the dope game and wants to cheat on the damn test. He wants to talk and not pass the test. And then turn around and tell his people that he passed it. Man, you better cut, you better cut it out, dude. It's not working for you, brother. Go back to selling crack because you ain't, you obviously ain't trying to pass this test and, and get your limo business going on. I was asking if you had another one. Sorry, but I'm going to have to grade your test as is. Yo, come on, you, you can't do that. I'm not done yet. It's not my problem. Rules apply to everyone, including you. <laughs> oh my, yeah, that's some bullshit. Yo, hey, yo. Fuck out of here. Uh oh. Now look, look, she's sitting up there looking at the other couple. She got her Wendy's hat on and she just looks, she feels a certain way. Look, her husband is sitting there eating a donut. She's looking at the Wendy's. Let me tell you, you young brothers that might be listening to this shit, man. Y'all peep some game, all right? Big Meech's mama sitting up there. She's at Wendy's. Her husband is working at the plant. Eating a donut. 
selling that, oh, I have a dream speech. Well, baby, we going to work it out. We going to do this. We going to do that. It's going to be all right. Little soccer wrench head ass nigga. <laughs> soccer wrench, soccer wrench head ass nigga. Up there talking about, well, we going to work it out. She's tired of working the Wendy's, nigga. Get it together. Look. Did you want it? You ate it already. You don't ever eat a second donut. That don't mean you shouldn't ask me. She's tired. She's tired of work. She's tired of double stack with cheese. She's tired of working extra. That should have been us. See? <laughs> she said that should have been us. Then look, that's a happy couple. They eating steak and eggs, pancakes, orange juice. I'm telling you, women notice that. When you bring excuses, they notice that shit, bro. Look. Yeah. He's like, yeah. You know, when me and Terry get the sedan service up. Me and Tanny, see, the more excuses, more nigga talk. Well, my, I depend upon my son. We depend upon my son to get this, get this nigga. You should have been had that going on. I'll take you to Carl's Chop House. I'm going to sing you every day. <laughs> After I get that console, I got put on layaway. She's tired of hearing that shit. She's tired of hearing that. Oh, okay. She's like, okay. You see how that nigga looked? That nigga was like, nigga, you see I'm, you, you ain't, you ain't falling for these excuses. Bitch, I'm working, I'm, I'm working hard as hell. I'm greasy as hell, man. Tie, tighten up all these damn automobile ties at General Motors. <laughs> you getting a call of lunch money? Yeah, but that still ain't enough. I mean, she's spilling out of all her bras. She needs new clothes. Can we please talk about something else besides the kids and money? What you want to talk about? See, she wants to talk about tangibles. You see how he was looking like, damn, I'm not adding up. Oh, man. Well, we better get on the work before. Hang us from Southfield. All right. And see, now, 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 look. Now, dude, now he's looking at Lala. She looking kind of old on here. She look kind of like somebody auntie. But instead of him focusing on his limo business, he don't want to sell crack no more. He wants some some nigga. Some, he wants some nigga's wife. Nigga, you leave. Of action. All right, let's see where are we going. Babe, didn't Jackie Wilson get a start here? Yeah. And Barry Good used to sell Polaroids. So now Mount Meek, he's Meek, he's sitting up there. He's trying to get a plug. Dude's like, look, man, I ain't, I ain't really trying to, I ain't trying to do that. I ain't really trying to give you a plug. He's sitting there with his little Latin chick. The plug is sitting there with his Latin chick, and the nigga don't really want to give Meech the plug. Guess up here before he started mo. Right, time to follow here. We got some work, man. We already be cashing out. Oh, I ain't even calling Vegas either. So he's testing them now. Except you later. I'm the buyer. You just. Right. He turns him down. So we'll go to the next scene. Oh. That bad be in touch? Like, hey, we'll be in touch. The plug says we'll be in touch, so I ain't trying to rock with you right now. Hold on, who is this? Oh, she's black. Okay. Walnut Mary Santiago. You know, I got my little x-ray... On Amazon. Fair use, nigga. Fair use. Let me see. Puerto Rican and Dominican descent. 
raised in the Bronx, of course. Uh, family. Oh, okay, okay. Let's go, baby. He's salty. He's salty. Now look at Pops. Now Meech's dad, he's trying to snuggle up. He's trying to get some booty. Mom ain't trying to do nothing. She's like, no. She's like, man, I got to wake up and do this Wendy's. Three in the morning. It's three o'clock in the morning. I want you around the clock, woman. Okay, not tonight, okay, man? Said, not tonight. Nigga, you ain't making enough oh, money. Mm -hmm. You ain't making... <laughs> You ain't bringing the bacon home, nigga. You ain't bringing the bacon home. Your son out here selling crack, making millions, nigga. You ain't breaking the bacon home. He feeling a certain way. Baby, please. I have to be up in three hours. We ain't been together in over three weeks. Let's go to sleep. I'll get you another time, okay? He said three weeks. He said, I'm on a dry spout. But the bacon ain't coming. She said, no, I'm working hard. I'm telling you. That you have that in your blood. So if we connect your brains with our bloodline, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Understand? Good. Now, I love you. I want to. I want to analyze this. Pop tart and peanut butter sandwich. Let's try this. So busy making this nasty pop tart sandwich. Superman. Even mom wouldn't be straight all into one. You know, right? It's really impressive, but son, I, I don't think this is appropriate for high school. Now listen, Superman and the Brown Hornet ruled all. This brother has some artistic. I'm really gonna give the civil rights generation a swift kick in the ass. This was probably done in like the early '80s or the early '90s. That generation really quashed a lot of the creative ability. They would tell us young people. Well, hey, I don't think this is appropriate or whatever. Just, just go get a job at the plant. Go get a position like the white folk. Don't be artistic or don't try to create your own lane. Don't be like Stan Lee. Don't be like Marvel Comics. Don't be like DC. It's not appropriate for high school. You're a carpenter, Malcolm. Don't be a lawyer. You're a carpenter. You see? So... His son's trying to draw these comics. And he's up here trying to shut him down. All into one. You know, right? And he's a crooked it's cop. really impressive, but son, I, I don't think this is appropriate for high school. Come on, Dad. Even mom wouldn't be stressing me out this much. Well, your mom's not in charge anymore. I am. She gave up that right in court, remember? Okay. Okay, fine, but... Okay, well, give him a tool guys, belt. Please wear it as an undershirt. I I really need it. Why? The kids still bothering you in school? Okay. You can wear it. But you don't have to pretend to be a superhero. 
Your but dad. nigga, you're pretending you're a crooked cop. You nigga, you selling crack, you're dealing crack with go- dope dealers, you a crooked ass nigga. You hide murders, you a crooked ass nigga. It's the toughest dude in the city. Get the fuck out here. What the fuck is y'all here doing that tearing shit up, nigga? Man, these niggas came up in our spot. Because I called them here, dummy. Now listen. Look. Okay, let's go back. Let's break this down a little bit. Brown motherfucker. Beach is trying to get things Welcome in order. Stop by Wendy's. Try to holler at mom. Beachy. I was having a bad day, but I came by to see you because I know you was going to put a smile on my face. That is so sweet. How you been, mama? You know, complaining would be blasphemy, but you know, your sister is just wearing me out with that mouth of hers. Nikki ain't no little girl no more. I know. Wait a minute. You know, your brother just got his chauffeur's license. And Hold we... on, let me let me go back. Let me see. When, when, when were they at the dinner table? Let me go back to that. Hold on. This is the nigga reviews. No, this ain't movie reviews. This is the nigga reviews. It was somewhere... Hold on. Somebody help me out here. Okay, that was the beginning. No, that was... Was it the eight-minute eight mark? Let me see here. They were supposed to have some people at home. Yeah, this was it. Roll over, roll over, throw them in the face. What'd you get? Oh. They be a cake as. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. This is you can roll up and roll up and throw him in the fan. He comes in. No, no. What should be feeding him? He got so big. Well, girl, a little bit of everything. He comes in. He's pissed off. Been behind my back. Did you get back? Um, this morning. Hey, little man. Oh, my God. Daddy missed you. Come Hold on. on a no, you. Loaded. Damn. Hold on. Damn. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I'm trying to find where the family was eating. When was that? When was the family eating, man? I know I seen that. Damn, when was it? Oh, here it is. I thought it was early. So, okay. There was a scene where Meech was talking to his brother and he was like, hey man, try to get back in this game. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And, you know, he's still mad at his brother, whatever. Okay, so now we at the dinner table. <laughs> he looks at me all crazy. And I go, didn't your mama teach you that it's not polite to stare? Next thing I know, an old Eartha kid sounding voice yells out, I told him, but that boy don't listen. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that is a mess. <laughs> Nicole, you need glasses? I know you see Miss Mabel sitting here. Hey, Miss Mabel. So Hi, Miss, baby. So, How you been so, doing? So, Miss Mabel, she didn't want to say nothing to Miss Mabel. She's like, okay. She said, you need glasses? That's that old school. You do you speak with somebody with somebody in the house. You speak when somebody's in the house. 
That was right. It's old school. But, you know, you know, uh, she, she's getting older. Mouth getting a little flyer. So, so mom, mom got to check it. Mom got to check her ass. She, she's upset for whatever reason it is. Okay, okay, who, who's in this room? Okay, so, Sydney, make sure, oh, but don't, I'll be damned. Oh, dancer and model in Atlanta. Uh-oh. So let's see. Okay, so let, let, let's talk about the people that um Sydney Mitchell. She she is great. She 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 plays as Lawanda. Okay. And then Lucille Flannery, she plays as and she's from Maywood, interestingly. Okay. She was in Encino Man and Malignant, Volcano, McCole, Brianna White. Okay. All right, who else? Okay, I'm just looking at the actors, right? Charles Slennery as Russell Hornsby. He's really good. He's real good. Okay. All right. I'm just looking at my x ray. Damn. Okay, hold on. Let's go back. Hey, grab that extra chair. Michi's coming for dinner. You see, you see how Pops look? He got his little guitar. He's like, man, this nigga Beach is coming for dinner. He 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 he's mad. He knows his other son is just as complicit as Meech. But what it really is is his 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 children are making more money than him. So that's a bug in his ass. Hey, Miss Mabel. Hi, baby. How you been doing? Fine, are you? Good, thank you. Hey, grab that extra chair. Michi's coming for dinner. What is that on your face? Oh, it's just slip gloss. Were you too young to wear that? Should be more worried about Meech than me. Excuse me? I am so sick and tired of you talking. Yeah, she got tired of that mouth slapping shit out of her. Fucking back. Every time I say something, you got something to say. Now wipe that mess off your face like I said. Nicole, do like your mom says. Yeah. All right, okay, so let's see. Let's see what else we got. Yeah! I am so grateful that things are So look, they got the bricks. Miami? Yeah. LA? Yeah. Raise your glass. He got them bricks now. About to take over the whole nation. He got them bricks now. To the black mafia family. To the black mafia family. I've done the trick. I know you manipulate my life just like everybody else. Now listen to this. A woman's instincts are never wrong. What the hell y'all talking about? I know you're not eavesdropping on our conversation. Ma, are you playing this whole thing with Wanda to get me out of the game? Look, we were just doing what was best for you. Now, they decided what was best for him. Now, the streets probably ain't the best thing. Let's be very clear about that. However, he feels a certain way. Like, okay, y'all behind my back. I done got shot in the eye for this street shit. This money is mine. This ain't Pop's money. Pop's can't get it together. Pops can't get it together, man. Pops working at the plant is a grease monkey. He can't get it together. He has broken promises. You know what I'm saying? A nigga Snoop Dogg is passing the money at the Chucks. <laughs> He's passing his money at the Chucks. Pops can't really get it together. He's back in the house. He still has a bunch of excuses. 
Broken promises make broken excuses, nigga. So it's he feels like it's a conspiracy. That's bullshit. You're trying to manipulate my life just like everybody else. Hey, hey, hey. We already lost control of beach. We ain't losing you to these damn streets as well. You knew about this too? Oh my fucking God. Oh no, you're not gonna use the Lord's name in vain in my house. I don't know who the hell to trust in this family anymore. Damn. No. Bang on something else. Bang. Now they gonna they gotta let him kind of do whatever he wants to do because the real here's the reality. And his baby mom's kind of looking like, damn, man, like, you see what I'm saying? Because now he's thinking like, man, I might well, might as well get back in the game, man. I might as well get back in the game. <laughs> That's my BMS, BMF analysis, y'all. So we might do another one. Now, there's a new episode I haven't seen. That just, damn, that, that got released like, what, two days ago? What is today? Today's Saturday? Saturday night? Okay. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick analysis of a movie called nanny. I want to do that. I'll post that in a minute. I'll post, I'm going to post that in a minute. Fair use YouTube, fair fucking use. I'll, I'll post that in a minute, but we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to post that in a minute. Y'all see that in a while. Peace.